from the Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Food Studios in Austin, Texas. This is Buy or Sell with Jeff Ward and Cedric Golden. All right, let's do a little buy or sell action. That's not trading crypto. It's not flipping houses. Uh, he is Cedric Golden, a famous writer for the Austin American States. When here's how it works. Statements are made. You're either buying them or you're selling them. It's that simple. Buy or sell. All right, here we go. Buy or sell. Number one, the Cowboys need to extend Dak Prescott's contract ASAP. Buy or sell. Extend it. Stat. Buy it. You got to sew this what? guy up what? while you can get what? him on the cheap. And when I say get him on the cheap, I mean for $60 million a year. That market is fluid, man, and the window for this team to make a serious title run is closing rapidly. And the old man, Jerry Jones, he he doesn't have the time to be developing some new quarterback, not at 81 years young. So sign this guy as soon as possible. The last thing you need is for Kirk Cousins to, to step up and sign some massive extension that's going to change the market and drive Dak's price up. Uh, Cousins probably going to be making more than Mahomes and and Joe Burrow if the right team bites. And if he's smart, he'll stay with the Vikings. Uh, the market's going to change, and Dak's price is going to change. As it appears, he's looking at making somewhere in the neighborhood of $60 million, And that's, that's per the league's top-of-the-market de- designation. He's coming off a career year. Um Led league uh, with with all those touchdown passes and only through nine picks, and so uh, he's not going to get any cheaper. And there are teams that would pay for Dak Prescott. I think I think the Cowboys have some issues. Dak Prescott is not one of them. So pay him now because his price will continue to go up. I buy. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I think they're going to do it. Um, I do. I I think. Stephen Jones all but said it yesterday or the day before that, hey, hey, he's never going anywhere. We're working on that deal now. Um, here you go. You ready? You want to scream at me? Oh, go ahead and sell, sell it. it. You're crazy. Sell. Sell. I'm not, touching wow. the pe- I'm not touching a piece of paper for Dak Prescott. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I know they're not going to do it this way because they are – they're old. They're so old, they're like Sears. They're going to do whatever they always do, and it's going to backfire. You're right. Dak Prescott is not their problem. He's not. Not at all. He's the least of their problems. Their problem is choking on defense when the games matter. Their problem is their coach is a buffoon. The problem is their owner is Sears. He's not their problem. And under most circumstances, I would say, you're right. Also, the price is going to go up. He has another really good year. The price is going to go up. I think Dallas is going to have a good year. But if they don't, then you can't lock yourself into this guy financially because the window on your franchise is completely shut. If you if you jump in right now and say let's let's pay him whatever you just said sixty five million a year, let's make him one of the five highest paid quarterbacks in football. Let's just get this done before he costs us eighty million a year. What happens next year? You roll into January and February, and you're a one game. One game in the playoff, flame out again. All of a sudden now, C.D. Lamb is heading out the door. I guess you keep Micah Parsons, but you're going to have to pay him. Um, you got three or four or five guys that might be walking out the door. Your franchise at that moment has to be blown up, and you have to start over. And if you can get out of – I'm not saying your team is going to be better without Dak Prescott. What I'm saying is your team is going to suck regardless – 
So you might as well let him walk and save the money next year. Don't do it. You got to pay him. No. You're, I thought you were going to bring up Baker Mayfield. I was like, I'm going to bring in Baker. I was like, <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. that Baker Mayfield I don't do that stuff. every like every quarterback discussion. I don't end up with Baker Mayfield. It just sounds like it. No, I'm saying. You had Baker Mayfield on your breath, under your breath. I know. There. I did. I, I did. I actually, it. I did. Like, let no, him walk I, and let Baker, I, Baker Mayfield walk. I, I know you, logic would tell you you have to keep your quarterback, but I'm, but I'm saying – that franchise, the window will be slammed shut. And if your money is tied up in Dak Prescott a year from now, when he doesn't have anything around him, it's the opposite of what San Francisco has. They pay everything around the quarterback and don't pay the quarterback. They got lucky. They got lucky. They did. They did. But Dallas is going to neuter themselves. If they sign him and then all of a sudden we look up a year from now and they're half the team they were this year, which I think is a a distinct possibility. I think they're going to be half the roster they are now and they'll never be able to get back on their feet because all the money is tied up with him. It's a risk. What I'm suggesting is a huge risk and the the Joneses won't do it. And Dak Prescott, you know what I would tell him? You're going to think this is crazy too. I'd say, hey, look, you know we love you, man. You are the nicest guy. You are the best company man. You, truthfully, Dak Prescott might be the only quarterback that could play with Jerry Jones and not go crazy. I mean, he's a real gift. But I would say to him, you know what, Dak? Remember Lamar Jackson? You know what he did? He went all in and balled out and got himself a huge contract. I'm betting on you, Dak. You bet on yourself. You go have a big year. We'll talk about this next January, February, hopefully late February when we're in the Super Bowl. Okay, bud? Otherwise, we're not talking contract till then. That's what I would do. And Jerry Jones will not do that. No way. He won't. Okay. Well, that settles that. (laughs) Buy or sell. All right. The NFL made the right call by giving the tush push life for another year. Buy or sell. Just just awful. Just horrible. 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 So, I can't sell it harder. <laughs> I hate the tush push. I mean, I hate the tush push. I hate it like I like I hate reality television. I hate I hate the tush push more than Bill Cosby hates Hannibal Burst. I mean, that's how much I hate it. Wow. I think I think the thing I hate the most is is the only one team is good at it. And that's the Eagles, who everybody who everybody hates. And they may not be as good at it this coming year if Jason Kelsey decides to not come back. The tush push is bad for television. It's bad for the sport. It's bad for fantasy leagues, unless you got Jalen Hurts on your team. It takes all the drama out of short yardage situations. Um, I will say this. I mean, I, I, Jeff, I can't be a hypocrite here. I mean, I, I can't be. So, uh, in all full disclosure, um, I didn't like it when baseball outlawed the shift, which okay. rewarded guys who yeah. make $40 million a year for not being able to hit a ball to the opposite field. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. So I'll never like that, and I'll never like this play. It's hideous to the fans' eye, and it's taken on the reputation of the crane kick in Karate Kid, you know, have done well, no can defense. Well, <laughs> I still hate it. I, I love Mr. Miyagi, but I hate the tush push. I sell. Well, I don't know if we're get off the lawn. We are both get off the lawn guys or what. I sell too, and I can't sell hard enough, but I don't know that I can top 
that rant you just had, you had a Bill Cosby reference. You had a Karate yes. Kid reference. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Was there somebody else? Jason Kelsey. Okay. No Taylor Swift. Taylor's, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I mean, I can't even pull that off. I, I, I hate it too. I hate it, and I don't know. I don't. I don't understand why the NFL took this position, and I don't know anyone anywhere who goes, "Oh, great! Hey, come over here. Check this out. Here comes the most obscure quarterback sneak ever assembled." Nobody. Why would anyone like this? Just for aesthetics alone, it's stupid. But I have been saying since the first time I saw it. That cannot be legal because it is not a legal play. You can't pick up a ball carrier and and carry them forward. It's not legal anywhere else on the field. It shouldn't be legal on the goal line. In effect, it's a mosh pit. And it looks stupid, and I don't care how effective it is. And by the way, at the end, you knew the Eagles were coming apart. They couldn't even do this. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I, I've hated it. And I, I cannot I, – I would have bet – Good bottles of wine, the NFL was going to outlaw this this year, and almost the first thing they did rules-wise was take a pass on this, which just shocks me. I hate it. You know what? The Reggie Bush saved the Texas-USC game with a tush-push. I know. With Matt Locke. Yep. That game doesn't happen if not for a tush-push. Right. And this is Probably that. This is that. That's ever happened. Right. This is that with nine other dudes doing it. Exactly. It was just one guy, a 175-pound yeah. running back. What was it? I, I don't know why coaches collectively aren't mad. I don't know why. I don't know why the players' association doesn't like this. If if I if I had a defensive tackle that mattered, I don't even know if I'd want him on the field during this play because I don't think it's safe. So I, I I'm I'm confused. I, I really am, and I don't even understand the debate for it. I really don't. I've never heard anyone say I can't wait to see this. <laughs> a guy who has Jalen Hurts on his team. Yeah, I guess. It's like 12 touchdowns, all one yard. Buy or sell. The new 14-team college football playoff concept being floated by the Big Ten and SEC has the SEC and Big Ten getting three automatic bids each and the Big 12 and ACC getting two. The rest are at-large bids. It's a brilliant setup. Buy or sell. Oh, I know people. I know there's some people up in arms about this, but guess what? I love it. Oh, my God. I am buying. Let me tell you something. When I was growing up, we ate a lot of chicken in my household, and my dad (laughs) always got the biggest piece of chicken because my dad was the breadwinner. And the breadwinner should get that big piece of chicken. He was the big dog in our house, and and the big dog should get the big piece of meat. (laughs) The Big Ten and the SEC. Or the big dogs. Let's not get it twisted. They're the big dogs. They make the most money. They have the most viewership. They have the most lucrative TV deals. They have the best teams. The Big Ten and the SEC are running this thing, man, along with the mouse. We talked about the mouse. The ACC is a dead conference walking. Clemson and Florida State cannot wait to get out of there. The Pac-12 is a corpse. And the Big 12 without Texas and OU is the kiddie table. It just is. More TVIs are watching those two big leagues. They bring in the most money. Reward them with those six spots, Jeff Ward, and guarantee that the best teams will end up comprising half, half of that, that, at least half of that 14-team playoff. 
it's fair. Um, I, I don't know that it would happen. Uh, is it fair? No, not really. But is life fair, Jeff Ward? Life's not fair. Uh, rich people got it better than poor people. So the people that are, are moving that needle should get the most lucrative deal. I'm buying it, and I can't buy it enough. Well, wow. Um, I guess I'm going to sound like a bleeding heart here. Um, this is, as I railed on yesterday, I think, or I don't know what day it was, this is like, this is like smiling at someone, pretending they're your best friend, and then when they turn around, you shove them off a cliff. <laughs> my, my my issue my issue is this: the hypocrisy of this is nauseating. They haven't even had a twelve team playoff yet. Look, I think the I think the playoffs should be bigger. I think the playoffs should look just like the NFL playoffs. I don't believe a committee in any form, in any capacity, should be picking anybody. A format should be set up, period, end of story. So they're going to do all they can to keep this committee alive, which I find sort of despicable. But the entire thing is a giant charade. All it is is the Big Ten and the SEC who are – I think right now, collectively talking to the mouse here, setting up their own deal while they're pretending as if they're negotiating with the Big 12 and the ACC. So it started as you were going to get five teams in. Now it's down to three. By next week, you'll be lucky to be in at all. And I'm wondering why you would even have them involved at all. Why not just go and say, SEC, Big 10, here's our deal. Screw off everyone else. No one wants to watch you anyway. We'll have our own playoff. I think it's. I just think it's total hypocrisy that you pretend that the Big Twelve is actually going to get invited to the table. It's. It's not going to be half the teams are from the Big Ten and the and the SEC. Nine, ten of the twelve or ten of the fourteen are going to be from that league, and we all know it. So, kick them out. Go on your way. And while you're at it, start kicking out some of the lame teams that are in your own leagues, like Indiana, Mississippi State. I mean, do that. Let's just go for it. Let's see. Let's see them have the guts, the guts to say, we're going to take the 30 biggest brands, the biggest blue bloods in the sport, and we're gone. Screw off everyone else. We're going to, we're going to ESPN right now with 30 teams, and we're doing our yes. own thing. We're doing our own thing because that's what they're really trying yes. to do. They're just lying about it while they're doing it. That's the problem I have. This sport is so hypocritical and slimy. They can't even be honest about what they're really doing because what they're really doing is saying, Big 12, we're going to tell you we're going to let you in, and the next week we're going to let you in a little less, and the week after that less, and sooner or later we're going to smile at you and shove you off that cliff because you really don't matter. So just do it. Have the guts to do it. Now, I think what's going to happen is I think this is going to end up in an antitrust case if – there's any life. Now, the antitrust case will probably be killed off. And notice how this all started to come, all started to work when Texas went to the SEC because everyone knows everyone's afraid of Texas and their money. So they now have the biggest bully there is financially and legally. So they can, I don't know why they just don't have the guts to say, you know, we thought about this. Big 12, go away. ACC, go away. And we're going to purge the lame teams from our program, our conference as well. That's what they really want to do. And my problem is not that it's a inevitable. My problem is they pretend like that's not what they're doing. They came up with a 12-team playoff, said, and 10 days later have a new 14-team playoff. Is next and week you know going to be 18? You know why, Jeff? 
Those well, nerds start crunching numbers. Right. And they see another few hundred million that's on the table with more TV, with more TV eyeballs, with more teams. Uh, the mouse is all over this. And there's yeah. a reason, Jeff, that Stanford and, and Cal are in the ACC now. They don't care about these kids, man. I know. I know. They don't. The kids are getting their NIL money now. So they're going to do whatever they, they can to maximize their revenue stream. And 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 even if teams have to travel across the country to play a conference game, they give zero Fs. They do. This is all about the dollars. Right. So why, I mean, my point, my analogy of it's your it's your friend smiling at you, then when you turn around, they shove you off the cliff. What? what why, why are they even smiling? Why are they pretending to negotiate with the Big 12? Why don't they just tell them right now? Goodbye. Yeah, that's what they're doing is they're, they're, they're telling the Big 12, just play ball with us. You know, there's a, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But what they're not telling them is it's a damn train coming. The Big 12 is going to get smattered. Yes. That's, the Big 12 is going to be the, the biggest of the non-important conferences. What, what is, what see if you agree with me on this. This is the, the un, complete undoing, quietly the undoing of football as Texas Tech knows it, as Baylor knows it, as BYU knows it, as um, Vanderbilt knows it. Uh, not Vanderbilt, I guess they're in the SEC, but I think they'll get kicked out eventually. These Kansas, pro, these Kansas programs State, that are not Houston, blue, if, if, if you're not a blue blood, rich blue blood football program, you're going to be a third of what you are today within two years. Welcome to ESPNU. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be playing. That's right. You're right. Okay. I mean, I I sell it just because I'm I'm a bleeding heart right now on this subject. I don't know what I'm even accomplishing. I like when you get emotional. Well, okay. I'm not that emotional, but thanks. <laughs> you let the <laughs> listeners decide that. Okay, I mean, okay. My cell phone's blowing up right now. Oh, good, good. Got an award. Buy or sell. All right, Mattress Mag's $1 million bet on the Houston Cougars to win the NCAA tournament is a stupid play. Buy or sell. Never underestimate the genius that is Mattress Mag. <laughs> I sell. Now, Mattress Mac has a gambling habit that's almost as big as that dude that used to dress up as a wolf at the Kansas City Chiefs games. Yeah. When, and then he went and robbed like 30 banks in his yep. spare time and just played guilty to it uh, the last couple of days. That's going to be a good uh, documentary. I don't know who's going to get the rights to that, but that is going to be. They've already done. There's one that's already been done. Oh, and shoot. It's, it's excellent. Um, yeah, go. It's on, it's on YouTube. You'll find it. It's about 30 minutes. It's great. Um, there's a method to Mattress Max Madness. He bets this outlandish money on on a local, a Houston. Um, uh, you know, he bet on the or the Chiefs or whatever. Um, but then he'll announce some promotion at the furniture store that if you buy X amount of of merchandise, mattresses, bed linens, nightstands, whatever, and the Houston Cougars win, you're gonna get that stuff for free. Yeah, and so. But if they lose and Mattress Mac loses his million-dollar bet, uh, he's already sold a lot of merchandise with this promotion. So he's kind of like a bookie, Jeff. He's trying to trying to make a little bit of profit in the middle. You know how they make they call what do they call it the vig the vig yeah. You know they they want they they set the point spread and they want people on the left betting this way, people on the right betting this way, and they hold those those two meet in the middle 
and then they get their little ten percent on top off the top. So that's what Mattress Mac is doing. He gets his money. Um, if if the Cougars win, he gets his money uh, from that million dollars. And if the Cougars lose, he uh, still sold a boatload of furniture. So it doesn't really matter if they win or lose. Mattress Mac will still be in business. <sighs> Backfire. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to sell too because you're right. He hedges these – he really is hedging his bets – and I'm exactly. sure there's some tax advantage on the business side of doing a promotion around it. So, you know, his net loss when he loses, and he loses a lot. I mean, I think he he lost $3 million on the Super Bowl. I think he had losses of close to $7 million last year. Um, they're minimized by whatever he makes it back on the other side. So he's not netting, he's not netting a loss of, you know, a mil, he'll not net a loss of a million on this bet. Um, so... In that regard, he may sell more than a million dollars worth of merchandise. Does he though? I mean, I, I'm I'm still confused by Man, that. I don't know. I mean, who, never, who, never who really been. goes seriously? Who really goes to a furniture store and buys a desk anymore? Does that happen? <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know if that happens. <laughs> it sounds so brutal. I don't know. I, I mean, what was, the, what was the last time? What was the last time? And I and I'm not very good at shopping. I have uh, social anxiety disorder, so I can't function out there. But when was the last time anyone listening right now parked in a strip mall and went in there and started touching and feeling mattresses and desks? You make it sound so sleazy. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know. It just maybe it happens. I don't know. So I, I sell. This is going to work out for him. I don't think. I don't think Houston is as you know. Even if he wasn't in Houston and selling, you know, desks and headlamps and stuff, but I don't think Houston's a terrible pick. I don't know who to pick this year. I don't know that anyone does know. But Houston's, I'm fine with Houston as a pick. You know, even if you just threw a hundred bucks out there, I don't think it's stupid. My problem with Mattress Mac is I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna question him on a number of levels. When he was asked not long ago. You know, because he travels across state lines to make the bets, obviously, and he travels across state lines to collect. He'll pull into some some convenience store in Louisiana and he'll make his bet. And when asked why would you do you advocate gambling in Texas, he said no. And he's actually, in my opinion, he's part of the puppet monster for the Republican Party to push back against legalizing gambling because he's an old white guy. So. He's single-handedly, not single-handedly, but I think he's doing damage to the legislative push to open up gambling in this state like it is everywhere else. And I, I question who is controlling him on that because I think it's really lame for you to sit there and make seven $10 million bets and drive across the street and tell the rest of us how sinful it is. And that's what he does. There's a method to his madness, but I agree with you. I think he's. I think there's a partnership somewhere in yeah. there. I mean, I call foul on that. I just, I don't, you know, why isn't he advocating for it here? Yeah. Buy or sell. All right, final buy or sell. Wendy's is reportedly rolling out an Uber-like surge <laughs> pricing plan. This will backfire. Buy or sell. <laughs> Man, I buy. Good Lord, Wendy's, know your role. <laughs> know your role. You are not McDonald's. Oh. You're not Burger King. Are you, are you trying to become Carl's Jr. or Hardee's? Oh, man. What are you doing? You've got a nice little niche right in there with the Sonics and the Subways. 
of the world, probably slightly behind Taco Bell, because people love Taco Bell. You're trying to explain a way that you've got a drive-through that's filled up so you can increase prices because you're doing good business. That crap's not gonna fly. You you're those you better take those square hamburgers to the accountant's office and figure out why you just lost $300 million because that's what's about to happen. Yeah. I mean, that is the dumbest, dumbest <laughs> idea uh, since since they decided not to go 24-7 with the McRib at McDonald's. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. If they, if they kept the McRib on the, on the menu, they would make another billion dollars. I've got some really dumb relatives that just live and die for the McRib. I won't touch it because I don't know if that's meat or not. I have no idea what that is. It's a Mac something, but I don't think it's a McRib because I've had plenty of ribs in my day. But Wendy's should just be uh, – people that love Wendy's are mortified right now. That is that is a money grab and just I mean mattress Mac thinks that's an idiotic idea. That's how bad it is. Yeah, I um you know the the economist in me says it makes perfect sense because supply and demand and all that stuff. But you know there's one thing you got to get rid of just fundamental economics and start to think about American psychology. And we know this about American psychology. We learned it most recently from Red Lobster. Red Lobster found that Americans will eat them into huge losses. Um, no matter how much they increase the price on their all-you-can-eat shrimp, Americans just kept eating more and more and more to the point that they had a third-quarter loss of $21 million. So if you, change the pri- if you change the price on Americans when it comes to eating, they will turn on you, unlike practically any other product or service. I don't even know if Uber still does the surge pricing, but it it didn't play well there, and it'll be 10x that problem the minute somebody goes from you know having a 3 p.m. Give, give me an idea of what I could order at Wendy's because I, as you probably know, I don't eat a whole lot of fast food as an ever. What's it called? Bacon aider. Yeah. Okay. What would that? What would a bacon aider? Oh my god! If I ate a bacon aider, I might be in the hospital. It's like six strips of bacon. Oh my god! For the small one. What was like five ninety nine? Seriously, I would have conv- I would have convulsions. Yeah, you'd be all right. You no. could have you could have one. Um, you'd be all right. Uh, they're gonna eat a whole one. They have a baby. They have a baby baconator. If you oh, want. Oh gosh. It's yeah. You'd be fine. Jeff. All right. So Just what would a baconator cost me today at three p.m.? Like a ba- a baconator meal today at three p.m. I've never ordered that one, but I'll tell you what I have ordered. I've ordered the hamburger <laughs> with uh, six piece nuggets. All right. The value price. meal or whatever. That's going to run you about 18 bucks. Okay, 18 bucks. All right. So if I had that yesterday, if I'm the average American, not the nuts and twigs, Jeff, but I'm the average American that consumes 12,000 calories a day, and I had at 3 p.m., <laughs> at 3 p.m., I had the Baconator and some stuff, like a milkshake, for 18 bucks. The next day, I happen to saunter in there at 6.30 p.m., and that same meal is $32. Someone's going to get punched in the face. Is that the upcharge they're talking about? Uh, who yeah. knows? It's supply and demand. So if all of a sudden it's a you know surge pricing, that guy, that guy is going to be pissed. You can't do that. You can't. You can bait and switch Americans get, on a lot of things. You can't bait and switch them on bad food. You it, can get a steak and a baked potato at the Longhorn Steakhouse for thirty bucks. I don't know that it's thirty-two, but whatever surge pricing dictates, right? Because it's all That's predicated crazy. on demand. I'm sur- I'm surging my ass out of that parking lot. I know <laughs> <Surging>. that. <laughs> that's where that's where I'm surging. I'm surging out of there. I'm uh, that, 
It's Wendy's. What are you, what are they yeah. doing? It's I, Wendy's. I, you know what this? I hope they do it because I feel like this is going to be the uh, new version of New Coke. Remember that? Some moron decided to do New Coke, and that person was probably thrown in the Pacific shortly after. And then they made it all back by renaming the original Coke Classic. There you go. We were all looking for that classic. All right, man. Good stuff. Okay, brother. Later. Buy or sell.